The following podcast contains adult themes and adult language. Listener discretion advised. And although we joke, if you or someone you know is affected by or a victim of domestic violence, dial 1-800-799-7233 or visit the National Domestic Violence Hotline's website, thehotline.org. It's always the husband, it's always the husband, it's always the husband, I don't keep it. Hey everyone, this is Sarah. Hi, it's Megan. You are listening to It's Always the Goddamn Husband. That fucker. Podcast. Hi. Is fucker a swear? It is, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I apologize. That's been around in the news, too, the word fucker lately as well. Well, remember when I had to show you that picture? I sent you that text and said, is this person's name Fucka yeah. Twigs? It's FKA Twigs, formerly known as Twigs. She's a singer. Have you not heard of her? But do you say Fucka now? No, it's formerly known as Twigs. She's FKA Twigs. Oh! Yeah. Because but now Twigs she's... was her nickname. She was a gymnast, a pretty successful gymnast in her youth, and they called her Twigs. And then when she became a singer, there was another singer named Twigs. So she could not use Twigs as her singer name. So hmm. she just said, I'm for, I guess I'm formally known as Twigs. And then that became FKA Twigs, and that became her name. Oh, see, I really thought she wanted people to say fucka. I kind of like that like better. SZA. Yeah. And no, but she's formally known. Who is the guy in Wu Tang? Jamie would know. Jamie. Who's Old the. Dirty no, no, not ODB. The other guy. Was there like a RZA or. Yeah, RZA. And that was RZA. Yeah. Yeah. Is spelling not well, a forte? He sold tampons? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's okay. the one. RZA. Okay. okay. Don't worry. Yeah. But yeah, that's why I thought like RZA is RZA. No, she was formerly known as. SZA is SZA. And then I thought, so I thought, does she want people to call her fucka? That's what I was asking. No, but I think she's Um, FKA Twigs. Okay. As in formerly known as Twigs. Okay. Yeah. Um, She did Robert Pattinson for a long time. Really? Yeah. And then stupidly Shia LaBeouf. And he's fucked. Totally. Super fucked. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> and he was such a cute child actor. He but was, he's fucked. That fucks yeah. people up. It man. does fuck people up. Fame at a young age is really mm. not something I think ch- children can psychologically deal with. But fame in your forties, mid and late forties, is exactly what we want. We would so please love it. keep yes. listening and keep share listening. this podcast. Share us with. Everyone you know say, do you want to listen to two complete idiots talk? <laughs> two buffoons. They're old bitches and their boobs hang down to their down guns. Low. But they can swear and yep. they... They say words like fucker talk. and gunt. <laughs> they talk murders. Yes, they do. Yep. And if you want to support us, you can join our Patreon. We have different levels, such as men as Burt Reynolds or John Travolta. Or a top tier Jason Momoa. And please don't forget the mid tiers of Rob Lowe and John Hamm. Exactly. I mean, if you want a huge Hamaconda, you join John Hamm. There's something for everyone. Something for everyone. 
So newest Patreons, congratulations for joining Buffoonery. <laughs> and we appreciate you so much. Lynn Ballinger. Thanks, Lynn. We cannot even handle that you decided to join us. And I think she is, I want to say a John Hamm or is she a Rob Lowe? I have to look it up, but she's one of yours. I hope she's, she's a one Hamilton of your people. That, yeah, or yes. Rob Lowe. And we have the buffoon nut bar known as Cassie Bernhardt, <laughs> who is one of the craziest bitches to ever grace nut bar God's planet became a Patreon. My yes. sister, Cassie Bernhardt. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thanks, Cass. She was a Patreon and then dumped us. Her own <laughs> sister, her own flesh and blood. She said, fuck it and stopped. And then out of guilt became yes, another Patreon again. We yeah. did severe holiday guilt on yep. her and she decided that but she thank would change you, Cassie. the card. You are appreciated. And Cassie did a great Patreon or an interview with us for our Patreons. So that is, you can find that now. Right. She's a Patreon. regular Diane Sawyer. She Barbara sure Walters. was. Yeah. Baba Wawa. She definitely is. She's great. I took, I had to control her a little bit. By because me- I memorized the question. Yeah, because she didn't know what she was doing. But she, she was doing kept... a fine job, and I just stepped in. So that was my problem. <laughs> <laughs> that was my problem because I memorized everything I see, and I, I can't know. help it. You can't help your brain. No, your mental just... brain. Hey, Terrible. how are these wine gummies from? They're good. Listener cat. Yes, okay. they're good because we had champagne gummies before, and these are good. Mm. Yeah. We are going to take you to a forensic files this time that was told. um, It was what's the word I'm looking for? Suggested. Suggested. Thank you. I'm not good with words. I passed that Mensa test and yet I don't have a vocabulary or a brain. What does that mean? Um, That's not true. I mean, you did pass the Mensa test. You have a brain and a vocabulary. But not really. I have an English major and cannot finish a complete sentence out loud you can you're very smart but you actually are very smart when I talk I stop talking and then I say the rest of the sentence in my head and I think that's because we've had 1900 drinks before you think? We do the show too but yeah. then you guys always know what I'm saying, so I think that well, I never smart. have Our to. listeners are actually smart yeah. people. Well, it shocks me. So I'm, very I apologize and in very advance. savvy for my dumbassery. This episode was recommended by Patreon Aaron, and so right away I watched it and I thought, yes, it works for our show. It <laughs> quite totally well. works. Yep. Yes. So we're going to do this episode. We'll tell you all about it, but we're going to go back in time to 1991. And again, the 90s seemed to be a hotbed of deaths for wives. <laughs> so we've done a 1991 before. So Probably I tried to several, find but... some things that we hadn't discussed because 91, I was still in high school. Things were still innocent. Um, I would get a ride every day by my friend Christy and we called her cab because her initials were C-A-B. So we call her oh. cab all the time. She listens all the time. Hi, Christy. Christy is the best. Um, 
she would listen to Boys to Men on a mixtape that she made. So you that's how I know Boys to Men. Shut the fuck up yeah. right now. Over and over and over. So she drove, so she got full radio yeah. privileges. Yes. And she would also listen to a song called She's a Skeezer. Have you ever heard this song? She's a Skeezer. Yes. She's a Skeezer. If you've heard, if you know she's a skeezer, my friend Stacy, who listens, is dying right now because she knows she's a skeezer. So it was on her um, mixtape, and it was absolutely a hundred percent inappropriate, but it was part of like the five songs we listened to on rotate all the time. So Boys to Men was four of the songs, and she's skeezer was the other, was the other one. <laughs> so if you know it, you're dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was probably around this year, 1991. Do you have you looked? Well, it up? I, I just looked skeezer. it up. She's a skeezer. There's yes. one from G Crew. And no, it was there's women. one from Fresh Force. I, I would know. I'm going to play I a little it. bit. Listeners, yeah. plug I don't know your if we ears. Can, because I don't know if we can legally play. We songs, can't legally but. do this. No, no. I would have to have the middle. No, that's not it. No. That's not it. Okay. That's the one that comes up. What about this one? It's by women. They're singing it. This is this. Yeah, this might be it. I ain't no skeeza. No, this isn't it either. So it's a no. It's elusive skeezer. Elusive skeezer? It's elusive. Elusive. I don't know. To find she's the true She's a Skeezer song is might take a while. But that's what I remember, like, getting in the car from high school, her putting in her mixtape, it's Boys to Men, She's a Skeezer, and more Boys to Men. That's not it. That's not it. Um... I, I am starting to think you're telling me a lie. Nope. It's for sure. For sure a song. I'll have to find it. But that's all I remember from this time zone of this year. So movies in 1991. Cape Fear, which is great. Mm-hmm. Was that with Marky Mark? No, that was Fear was with Marky Mark. Oh, that was Fear. Yeah, where he punched himself in the chest. Who's I mean, Cape Fear? Cape Fear is Robert, Robert De Niro. De Niro. And if you watch the HBO documentary Crazy But Not Insane that's new out recently this month, the psychologist that it's about, she would go in and interview um, youth in jail and find their, you know, trouble oh, you path. Were talking I was about talking about this. that. And she would go to death row and interview people on death row and she found out they were severely mentally ill and oftentimes had dissociative identity disorder DID so alternate personalities as well and that they were horrifically abused in their youth she actually was called in by Martin Scorsese for this movie Cape Fear to discuss with Robert De Niro what it's like to be this type of criminal where you're like have dissociative Mm -hmm. disorder and are so insane that you really are kind of like beyond the regular criminal actually. And so she was on set most of this movie and it was kind of interesting her discussing what it was like to kind of be 
on this movie discussing with him what it's like to be this type of criminal that's just fucked in the head where you're so abused as a child that you don't even know reality anymore. And that's the case of many people on death row. They're so abused as a child that they don't even, their real selves don't even know what's going on. It's all these personalities that have taken over because of their abuse. It's actually kind of fascinating to watch. Um, but other movies were like Beauty and the Beast, which everybody saw. Of course we did. Your poor Belle was kidnapped by a beast, kept in a cage. <laughs> yeah. Fell in love with her captor, mm-hmm. which is called what? Uh, syndrome. Stockholm. Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what Beauty and the Beast was all about. It and then he sure turned into was. a prince and he was the ugliest Disney prince there is. Hideously ugly. He was no was Flynn so, Rider. No Flynn Rider. No sure. Eric from Little Mermaid. He was hideously no. ugly. Had long hair and I like long hair like Jason Momoa but not this guy. No. Hideous. I was so disappointed. I would rather him be the Beast. Big <laughs> the furry. Beast was better looking yeah. than the Beast was better looking than the Prince, and probably had a bigger schwanz. <laughs> but his butt- of course he did. It would have been hanging out. He Don't wear clothes. God. Yeah, it would have been out. Thelma and Louise with Brad Pitt's very first kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was his first movie. But it was first where he really was noticed. Because he was hot. And really overshone. Hit the attention given to Brad Pitt, a male who had like a five-minute role. One second. Became more important than the Thelma and Louise female-driven movie, pretty much. Which is unfortunate. Um, I'm trying to look. Are you still trying to find She's a Skeezer? No, I gave up on that. Because I know. It is a real song. It is. I'll find it... R- Yes, this might be it. Brad Pitt is 57 today. is incredibly old. Today. No, yesterday. December 18th. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. 57. 57. This is it. And you don't even have to pursue her. It should be right there when you want to get ill and stop working. Because she's on the pill. She's a skeezer. What? She's a skeezer because she's on the pill? This is another word for whore. This is what we listen to in the car on the way home all the time. Oh my Christy Berberg, God. you remember this song. Christy. That was at Roxanne Shanti. So look up skeezer and listen to it a thousand times because she deserves all the credit for she's a ske- for skeezer. This is it. Yes. I was listening to... The gin blossoms. Hey, jealousy. Um, <laughs> it's a real song. I've never heard it. Um, um, but also, Brad Pitt was in many things before he was in. Oh, he was. Okay, Thelma and Louise. Yeah. He was in some TV series and Thirty Something. He was in Growing Pains, member, and he was also in Dallas. <gasps> he was from nineteen eighty seven to nineteen eighty eight. I don't remember this because I'm a huge what? Dallas fan. I have no memory of that. He played a character named Randy. Oh, my God. No way. You shut the fuck up. Um, and then he was also in Another World. 
He was? You are my way. You are my way. I didn't watch another, another world. To another world. I didn't either, but it was on right after something that I did watch. I did, did Days watch? of Our Lives, Young and the Restless, General Young Hospital. Young and the Restless was first. Sometimes Young and the Restless one day. Uh, some, I was going to say one day at a time. No. One life to live. No. <laughs> one life to live. What's it called? One day at a time. And one life to live. That, that is, is one so, thing. Okay. Yeah, that's what I watched. Um, As the World Turns, you didn't watch no. As the World Turns and Guiding Light? No. Oh. Sometimes Passions, which was balls to the oh, wall nuts. terrible. Yeah. Julia Roberts was in three movies this year. Sleeping with the Enemy, great. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Hook-ish. Mm-mm. And Dying Young, which we already discussed. We did. Total shit. Yeah. Fried Green Tomatoes was a great movie. Oh, it's a greater book. Yeah, but it's a good book. And then again, your favorite movie that you tell everyone to watch, you br- give, buy this gifts for DVDs, and everyone says, I don't even have a DVD player anymore. What, stop buying this present. And I say, Ernest, absolutely not. scared, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to say I've have 40 copies of Ernest Scared Stupid already. Stop, Stop buying, buying it for me, me Megan. Please. But she has a total hard on boner for Ernest. Yeah. TV shows who watched Step by Step with Suzanne Summers. Did you watch that terrible show? Um, I did Step? because Bobby from Dallas was on it. It was the husband. Yeah. And it was a step family. Yeah. had who was that weird boyfriend? Sasha. The yes. guy who was like the dumb brother's yes. name was Sasha yeah. something in real life. Yeah. And he was like cute, but really right. dumb. Really dumb. That was a great show. They had the dinosaur show where it was puppet dinosaurs no. as a family. My mom liked that show, I think. That no. idiot Doug cartoon. Did you have to watch that with your kids at all or watch that? No, never. Who names a cartoon character Doug? Hideous. And it was the animation was terrible. Horrible. Um, Eon Flux. Did you watch that on MTV? It was like an anime. I didn't have MTV. That was like the weirdest, like the intro. She catches a fly and her eyelashes and it was super weird. And she, her tits were out all the time and she wore like barely any clothes. (laughs) And she died like Kenny from South Park in like every episode. (laughs) It was super weird. It was like an MTV anime show. It was super odd. Oh no. Um, but music, like we said, was boys to men, was just starting. Michael Jackson had dangerous. These MC are my hammer. Yeah, this is my heyday of yeah. music. Michael Bolton. The nineties, the early nineties. Natalie um, Cole had Unforgettable. We LL have, Cool J. It's so hard to say goodbye. Yes. And Motown Philly by Boys to Men. Um, there's some horrible Amy Grant songs. Of course. Um, Rod Stewart hit it big with the rhythm of my heart is beating oh, like yeah. a drum. That's my husband's like, that's one of his favorite songs. I met him when I was 10. Did Rod you know Stewart? That? Yes. He, I was at some wedding downtown and he had done a concert Shut and he went into the bar of where the wedding was at and my dad recognized him. And so my dad sent me in to get his autograph and so I went in with paper but I didn't have a pen and so I said can I have your autograph and I knew him from MTV like because I was probably from the rhythm of my right no it was like I was 10 so it was like like a drum oh 84 oh um then you knew and he said he told me what am I supposed to sign with you don't (gasps) have a pen and I went oh I guess it 
He was And then mean. I walked away. Yeah. He, he didn't mean. sign it. He was mean. But I guess I was, I mean, I was just a little kid, but he should have signed it. But he was a dick. Yeah. He said, what am I supposed to sign it with? But I guess he didn't have anything to sign it with. It just said, I'll fucking prick your finger and sign right. it with sign blood, it blood, you dick. dick. Yeah. And so I walked away. Yeah. That was my... That makes me sad. I know. I just watched the carpool karaoke. I'm obsessed with carpool karaoke. I, I can't stop. I cannot stop and you I know won't who stop. was the first carpool karaoke? Mariah Carey. No, it was oh. George Michael before it became a thing. Shut yeah. Up. Mm-hmm. And he did... It was so good. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. George Michael. I know. Rest in peace. I know. George. Sarah and I may very well empty this box of wine it's close yeah, we're getting close. close um yes and so some uh let's see what else it was the year of brian adams and color the- me bad had a couple songs they of course. were very horrible singers and well their faces and hair their were faces fucked. were <laughs> i mean their songs were catchy for 91 i would have sucked you up i mean yeah what is the song All for Love? You know it. If you hear it, you know it. I keep thinking Brian Adams, All for Love. All for one and all for love. No. I mean, they had I Want to Sex You Up. Oh, you know oh, it. Oh, yeah, I yeah. do. You know it. Their songs were catchy. Na, 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 na. Yeah. Oh, no, anything They for were you. ugly, though. This one's so ugly. Look at I mean, they're ugly. They look like oh no! I mean, they look like moms, eighties moms. <laughs> yeah, no one ever would have wanted to make out with that I mean, guy. Very, they look like the Golden Girls wearing bright colors. What is wrong with that one's eyebrows? Well, I mean, he's he had this issues. Because girl, you feel me full. Oh no! That one's hideously ugly. It's a he- permed He-Man wig, as the woman in our that episode will talk He-Man about. That is a He-Man with no permed. with no bangs. Right. <gasps> that one's eyebrows. Two of them have very sculpted eyebrows. This well, is probably so illegal to listen to. This yeah, no one's song. gonna know. Sorry, don't tell on us. No one's gonna know. That was 1991, you yeah. guys. A- again, a great year. Pretty. Much. I was living large. Listening to, oh, Enter Sandman. Remember that yeah, song, Metallica? Metallica? Had a new, yeah, Metallica had a big record out. I was listening to Pearl the, Jam, like I said, yeah. This Marky Mark had good vibrations. Luther Vandross, Marky Mark. Yeah, it was a good great year. Vibration. Yeah. REM as well. Paula Abdul, it looks like she had a big. It was also the year for the supermodels Cindy Crawford, Linda Evangelista, Christy Turlington. They were all huge. Lenny Kravitz has a song. Yeah. Honey, it ain't over. What does Lisa Bonet have that we don't? (laughs) What does Lisa Bonet have that she gets Lenny Kravitz and Jason Momoa? Sculpted cheekbones? I mean, I can't. Yeah. What would Lisa Bonet have to attract these men? What about her? Hmm. Um, Hmm. A crotch that doesn't smell like cat food? That's a plus to men. I don't know, but just today I saw Lenny Kravitz doing the ad for Yves Saint Laurent. He doesn't age either. He looks fucking amazing. Yeah. 
I had to keep myself under control because my husband was in the room because I can't, if you know my husband, you don't know him, but, um, he, his love language is only love him and only tell him that he is the best looking and has the best body ever. So I can't ever even fake people that aren't real that I'll never meet. You I can't can, have like pictures of Jason Momoa put up all over your house like I do. No. And my husband just goes, whatevs. No. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, he's very odd. Yeah. And well, so I, mean, I saw okay. Lenny Kravitz and I was like, oh, like I yeah, said it out loud. And then I was like, handsome. oh, no, because he has But he shirt. is only like four one. I mean, he's a little bit short. But Phil's short. I like yeah, short guys. Yeah, that's true. But he had his shirt open and he looked very nice. Yeah, and he's 100 years old now. Oh, my God. He posted on his Instagram this cute little picture of him as a boy on a plane with his mom. And he talked about when his mom got the role on Jefferson's, they were just living on the East Coast and just kind of normal people. But then his mom got this huge role on a TV show and he had to move to California and how hard it was for him to adjust, you know, to go to school in a whole new place. Yeah, because it's like totally all of a sudden crazy. his mom is in Hollywood and to deal with all of that. And it was kind of, you know, you just realized, oh my gosh, she was just like this little kid who had to be. Was she the neighbor downstairs? Yeah. And the then she had a wife who had the white Yeah, the husband. white husband. Yeah. And that's how George, she interviewed yeah. for her job. She was married. Like her husband is in real is life was white. white. Uh-huh. His, dad is white and she it went into the interview and she just showed a picture she's like this is my husband and they were like yep you're, you're hired. hired yeah i mean she was great in the role too like she was amazing but and beautiful uh, yeah. like he's so right. beautiful too yes but, yeah. so that's 1991 a great year it was a great year yeah. not again for the family we're gonna discuss. it wasn't no. a great year for dorothy no dorothy not dorothy spornak but Dorothy Davis. Dorothy Davis. So again, this episode recommended by Aaron Patreon. Thank you, Aaron. It's called Army of Evidence Forensic Files. It's in season 10, I believe. Again, episode I 8. Okay, episode 8. Our people are Dorothy Davis and her husband, Chris Davis. We are going to Washington State to Fort Lewis. So this is some military people. Chris Davis is a corporal. He's a communication specialist. He lives in Fort Davis. He lives with his wife, Dorothy. They have two children, two little girls at the time. They are showing early on like a home video of Chris and Dorothy and the kids by a river, it looks like. Yeah. And I wrote that Chris had terribly tragic hair. It's all I could think because it is the balding, the balding hair where there's hair only around the sides, mm-hmm. but then it has a tiny little tuft at the front. A pompadour. But not even that. No, it's a teeny tiny <laughs> tuft where just shave all that off. Just shave it off. What are you trying to do? I don't know. I think it's hard sometimes to Maybe. part with that hair. But one hair, like Homer Simpson, one hair? I don't like, I, don't I told you, I told you, I was just looking at pictures the other day of, because one of our Patreons asked, will we ever see your husband? Yeah. So I was like, do I even have a picture of Phil and me from the last five years? I don't know. Because it feels like we've just never been take together care. because we just take care of our kids all the right. time. You don't have time for pictures. And um, so I found one. But yeah, he had, 
I mean, I remember being like, okay, I think it's time. It was never like this. Yeah. He had a pompadour in the very front for a good while. (laughs) And then when you looked at him from behind, it was a bald spot. Like you thought he was Jewish and had a yarmulke on. of skin. But it wasn't. It was a yarmulke of skin. Oh. But I wrote that Dorothy had a He-Man wig perm. If you permed your He-Man wig, that's what Dorothy's hair Yeah, she like. did have... It was terrible. A blunt bang... Perm. Yeah, and then He-Man like a bob. Wig. Yeah. It was truly awful. I'm sorry, Dorothy, but it was. But it was probably the 80s, and that's probably what everyone looked like, so you couldn't help it, you know? Yes. That's what everyone looked like. Chris loved military life. Dorothy hated the shit out of it. Hated it. Hated it. They were married 10 years, but they had two daughters that were five and two Uh at the time of our crime here. Dorothy was had depression, so she was on antidepressants, which seems to always play into these stories. And I want to say who isn't depressed (laughs) (laughs) isn't on pills. It is true. Find someone who isn't on anti-anxiety pills or isn't on anti-depression or doesn't do something to help with their depression and anxiety. No one. Mm -mm. No one. I remember a time when I wasn't on it. I don't. But it turns out I should have been on it. Right. Probably from the start. Yeah. From the start. No. I was so. Now I recognize I had such anxiety in elementary school and middle school and high school but you don't know you know then we see patty schlip patty schlip is dorothy's sister and her hair is a schlip philip (laughs) (laughs) flipped into a schlip um i couldn't even write down patty's name i just drew her hair yeah her hair is like if you and then when she talked again later i drew it again later her hair is flipped up Every hair is flipped up. But every it's hair not is an, curved up. It, but it's not every in a hair. curl. No. I mean, it's, it's not like she took a up. curling iron. No. It's just a very straight. And then a flip. Curve. Yeah, up. it's a curve. Like a fishing hook hair. Yes. <laughs> the fishing hook hair, every hair is Every hair up. is a fishing hook. Right. So it's like feathered. But severe but hook. A hook. Yes. <laughs> And that's all I noticed, so I couldn't even hear what she was saying. Well, yeah. also her affect was very... Yeah. Uh, flat. Flat. Yes. She wasn't a great interview. I'm going to say... She wasn't. She would not have been chosen on Dateline to... No. She wouldn't have made a Dateline interview. But she's traumatized. She is. So, you know, I feel for but her. But also just lacking personality. Yeah. Sorry, Patty. We come to March 13th, 1991. We see Chris Davis, so he's our husband... He's having drinks with friends at a bar, just enjoying himself. He says, I got to call my wife. It's about 8 p.m. And I would have said, that would have been someone at the party. Like, you got to call your wife? What for? Doesn't she know you're out for drinks? Why do you call your wife? What for? So he says he has to go out and call her. He comes back. Remember, there aren't cell phones. So he no, has to go he has to, to the, use the pay, pay phone, phone in the lobby. Yep. He comes back saying, oh, my gosh, my wife sounds despondent. Again, I want to went, despondent? Who cares? You're having drinks. Just leave her alone. What are you Who doing? She's despondent. Yeah. But he leaves his friend and he goes home. Well, and what a good husband. I guess. You know, his wife's despondent. He calls her from a payphone. <laughs> like, you're ruining the party. 
Why? Why did you come? You know she's depressed. Just fucking leave her. Chris enters his bedroom and he finds Dorothy dead. There is a 22 caliber gun in her hand. She has a gunshot on the right temple. All the covers are neatly pulled up in bed. She's like sleeping. She looks like she's sleeping, but has a bullet hole through her head. So when the police come, they find that there was no forced entry. The children were still literally just sleeping in their beds. There was no evidence at all of any kind of struggle. She did not fight the assailant. There are no defense wounds at all. Because there was no assailant. She had died by suicide and left three letters Mm-hmm. on and the her, bed her antidepressants were right out in the Empty. open right there. why yeah so these three sealed elef- elephants Ele- elef- <laughs> elephants envelopes are envelopes were her suicide notes two were to chris why that seems odd yeah and one was to patty fishing hook hair, fish hook sister <laughs> So the letters were written by Dorothy. Her fingerprints were on the paper. Further evidence of suicide is something called cadaveric spasm that the investigators that came in noticed. What cadaveric spasm is, and again, these are army special agents that have to do the investigation. Yeah, this is like military police. Yeah. S, but army. Or whatever Tom Cruise. Oh, no, he was the lawyer in... A few good men. You can't handle right. the truth. What is what, the army people call? Right. Army special agent. What are they called? Cadaveric spasm is when when you die immediately, sometimes you freeze up. All of your muscles and everything freeze in position wherever they were in that you died. So they felt that Dorothy's hand on the gun, it was gripped it so firmly that they felt she was in cadaveric spasm. And you can't really imitate that. You can't copy it. So she definitely, at the point of her death, or very close to it, had the gun in her hand. So they, again, do the autopsy. There is a very close contact wound to the head. There is no exit wound. They could still find the bullet, the 20, 22 caliber bullet, inside her skull. Which sometimes with the bullet that small, it just bounces around because it can't come out and just scrambles your brain, which is horrible Mm -hmm. they also find that she's two or three weeks pregnant weird i know they right away um rule it as a suicide just because of how she was found um and kind of they just and she's only 33 33 right they figure well she was on antidepressants so isn't that what people do just kill themselves and they just moved on who again who isn't Patty, her sister, Fishhook Hair, did not believe it was a suicide. She said she's not going to leave her kids. If she was pregnant, she wouldn't have killed herself. That's just not in her nature. She never, ever, 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 ever would have done that. So Patty just doesn't believe it at all. They now have a witness that comes forward to police. This was someone who was at the bar with Chris at the time when he said he would go call his wife. This witness, she was the same one who said, yeah, are you whipped, bitch? You got to call your (laughs) wife. Chris says he has to go call his wife in the lobby at the payphone. Yep. He leaves. This woman immediately after goes to the lobby as well to make Mm -hmm. a phone call. To who? 
Who do you need to call right now? You're out with friends just having a drink. Who do you need to call? How dare she make fun of Chris? Right, and for then calling and saying he's pussy whipped. She, and she went out there. To, she, do you think she was trying to go out there to make out with him? Maybe. Oh, sure, <gasps> boobs. Probably. I don't know. But she goes out there to the lobby. And Maybe Chris, she had to fart. Yeah, she had to do a huge <laughs> fart. <laughs> <laughs> she to, or a huge diarrhea in the lobby that bathroom. That could be it, too. Because that's understandable. I've had special yeah. times like that. Right. Yeah. Where you just have to leave the table and do an enormous <laughs> diarrhea and come back. I have yeah. explosive so diarrhea. So she does her diarrhea, but she notices Chris is nowhere to be found right, at the payphone lobbies. There. He's not there at all. And he literally had just left and said he was going to make a call. So that's odd. She has her diarrhea and goes back to the table and then says to police that he returned like about 20 minutes later. He was red faced. He was out of breath and he was not wearing the jacket that he was wearing just 20 minutes before. So it was like a fucked up situation. Like what the hell is going on? They're like, did you just fucking run a marathon? Yeah. Were you jerking so violently in the bathroom that you're red faced? Yeah. What's going on? Sweating. That you were sweating to death. Yeah, where's your fucking coat? Investigators then look back at crime scene photos and they find Chris's fucking maroon coat hanging on the doorknob at the crime scene. So this is a major oh my god event. His coat that he was wearing for drinks. When he said he left to make a phone call, his coat is now on the door hanger, the door handle of the crime scene. He goes back for drinks. His coat is gone. He's not wearing it. The investigators immediately figure, all right, there's more to this murder. It's not quite a suicide at all. They look again. Um, the one detective, the one police investigator agent yes guy he yeah. kind of looks simple but he was kind of he's trying to make jokes a lot i kind of liked him he was kind of <laughs> cute for i mean he wasn't uh, handsome cute he was cute okay. like in a dorky way okay he says a person that finds their wife dead in bed isn't going to just slowly take off their jacket and, <laughs> hang it up on the hook and just all like be mr rogers <laughs> put a sweater on and then look at their wife all dead in bed he said that's weird So police are thinking, obviously, that Chris never called his wife. He took off immediately, went home, killed his wife, set the scene, went back to the bar and realized he forgot his fucking jacket hanging on the hook at the hanging on the doorknob. So he was just trying to establish an alibi, which is why he went back in a shitty one at that, because that woman went out to have a diarrhea and noticed he wasn't there. Yeah. But (laughs) we have the suicide notes. They send the suicide notes to a forensic handwriting expert, science, 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 that Megan doesn't listen to. Yeah. They find, though, that Dorothy did write all of these notes. These suicide it notes. Was she wrote them all. It was her, her handwriting. Because she had yeah. fucked lettering and whatever. <laughs> her her were Fs fucked, were fucked, yeah. And her Ds were fucked. Yeah. And it was her handwriting. They show at this time a family photo, and I wrote, Gomez Adams. <laughs> he looks exactly yes. like Gomez. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Fox you're mustache. right. He looks like a creepy pedophile, like Gomez Adams. Yeah. Exactly. Just fucked. You look at this guy and you would think this guy is a fucked killer. For sure, in two seconds. But after Dorothy's death, Chris is not even 
guilt stricken at all. He's not unhappy. He's not acting like a woman, or I mean, a man. That <laughs> just, <laughs> he also like, wasn't acting like himself. a woman. He was not acting like a woman. He Which... And then he has a quote unquote nanny move in with him about two weeks later. The whole goddamn military two base weeks. Yeah, knows that the quote unquote nanny is his girlfriend, the woman he'd been having an affair with for over a year. Barbara. Barbara. We know Barbara because, quote unquote, again, Barbara gives an interview to Forensic Files, but her face is blacked out. Yeah. But they don't distort her voice. So you could pretty much. And you could still see that her hair was very frizzy. It was. Right. It looked like a he, it could have been a he-man. A he-man wig with a little bit of a curl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a oh, very. Terrible. Police, though, said maybe this affair caused some of her depression that could have caused the suicide. You think? But then some women find out their husband's having an affair and they're so goddamn relieved because now they have a reason to leave him because he's having an affair. Yeah. And you don't care that your husband's having an affair. That could have been her because this guy was a wiener. Whatever. Patty, though, says the sister says, I knew he was a liar. I knew he was an adulterer. I knew he was a thief. Did you maybe talk to your sister about this at all? Did you maybe say... Um, I just wrote, yeah. what? Did you maybe say, come live with me? A take thief? Your what the fuck what was he stealing? stealing? I know. If you know all of this stuff, why don't you help your sister? Why they you never told the- us, no. and I was very upset about it. Was he stealing underwear from women? Was he... What was he doing? I don't know. I don't know. So police are still just very bothered by this case. They feel like it's at this point, it's not really a suicide. They're thinking it's actually a murder. Um, they hear we hear from Barbara again, who says that Chris also, is becoming a controlling psycho no. dick. By the way, Barbara was married too. Of course. So Barbara was having an affair with Chris. Chris was having an affair with Barb. They were both married to other people, but they were affectionate, like on the base. So everyone knew that they were having this affair. They didn't care. And then she moved in with him. Nobody, but she was still married. Yep. Nobody cared, I guess. Investigators research a little bit more and find out that three years earlier, there was another attempt on Dorothy's life. So this reminded me of the case where throwing the yes! rocks down. Yes. The woman got hit with the cement the cinder block. block from the top yes. of the roof. Many times there have been multiple or the douchebag who set his trailer or the on trailer. Fire. Yep. Yep. So Chris decides that their infant daughter three years earlier wasn't sleeping and he took her in a car to drive around to get her to sleep. Which which I've done that. Many times. Yeah. Many times. But curiously, when he and the daughter leave, immediately their house starts on fire. (laughs) How odd. So Dorothy was asleep. She wakes up to a shit ton of fire in the living room and smoke. And TV no is burning detectors up. are going off. No, none of the smoke alarms in the entire house are working. She gets out, calls in, you know, the fire part, the fire department and the police. They find that it's a faulty electrical wire in the TV. What? I mean, come on. 
Weird. And they just say, you know, well, whatever. It was an electrical fire and they just move on. Nothing Thank happens of it. Everyone's yep. okay. But then the detective that you like <laughs> yes. says, where I come from, <laughs> we call this a clue. And I was like, what? <laughs> where the fuck do you come from? It is a clue. I've never heard I've never of heard clues. of considering this a clue. <laughs> he also says... Things like this don't happen to a person twice, but it does to a million wives. Yeah, there's multiple like chances on their like all these things of death until they finally die all the time. Now the death moves from suicide to undetermined, which is pretty Mm -hmm. major for that kind of switch to happen. All right, so now Bar- we see Barbara again. Again, she's still blacked out. Barb. She's saying things now at home living with Chris are really starting to suck. He's becoming super controlling. He doesn't allow her to have money. She can't go grocery shopping. She can't really leave the house. She couldn't use the phone. She's being completely controlled. Well, bitch, you knew you all asked along for it. that this happened. Um, all along. Yeah, at first she was like, we all thought she really died by suicide and now all of a sudden she's like i was imprisoned in my own house i feel like she knew the whole time i couldn't go to the store mm-hmm. i feel i couldn't use the phone no sorry i'm eating you keep going these um wine gummies cat they're really something no. yeah so um we find out that barb is in the is a prisoner in her own home. And at the same time, um, they're doing a little more digging into the mystery and they find out that Dorothy's fingers um, in that pyloric sphincter. Yes. No, what was it called? I don't know if pyloric sphincter <laughs> is a condition. It's cadaveric. Cadaveric. Spasm. Spasm. <laughs> but pyloric sphincter <laughs> is a concern. How did they not notice this 800 years ago at the crime scene? But they noticed that all <laughs> four of her fingers are around the they butt handle butt. of the gun. They kept saying butt. And so it was... How no how finger she was on the fucking yeah, trigger. Yeah, she couldn't have pulled the trigger because they were all clutching just the bottom of the gun. Right. None of her fingers were on the trigger. So she did not have her finger on the trigger right. when she died because she was in the cadaveric spasm. Her or the pyloric froze. sphincter. The pyloric sphincter. And she froze at the moment of death. Why was this not picked up immediately? I don't I, understand. I, I'm not sure. Why did they go through all this rigmarole? Also, then her sister became a like armchair detective right at this point too she decided i'm these police are fucked hook Hook feather her what they determine and then they do a whole they just they look at her fingerprints on the letter this is when i fall asleep right and they test and test and test and they find that she was not under duress or stress writing these letters because the fingerprints did not have excessive sweat how do they, I, I mean, I feel like whatever, you know, and whatever. Apparently when you're writing a suicide letter, you, you sweat should be sweating. Time? I don't because know. Because you're nervous and under stress. I don't know. And she was not according to her fingerprints. Right. But 
Dorothy or the Patty Hook here discovered that she had a therapist and it was under direction of the therapist for her to write a diary and for her to write all of these feelings down in a diary. So that's where these letters probably came from. She was just writing her thoughts and feelings of her depression and her thoughts down. And if you're depressed and just writing things down that you don't think anyone's going to read, you're going to write some probably heavy shit down, you know, that Which maybe she really, yeah, she did. Did. And it, it's odd that she wrote, wrote these things. Right. Still, too. Like, I mean, it's they scary. were pretty she depressive. She was in a deep depression. Right. And I think maybe she, she certainly was having suicidal thoughts. Yes, she was. And ideations. And she was writing things as if she was going to die right she was writing out all of her emotions yeah. in this journal in letters that seemed like goodbye notes they exactly. did when you because read she them was writing as yeah if she was dead yeah yeah it was it's the disturbing. envelopes themselves they decide to test the flaps where you lick and decide whose dna literally whose dna closed these envelopes because Dorothy was cremated, of course, Weird. she did not have her DNA on file. They got her DNA reconstruction from her parents and her children. So they could kind of put together what her DNA profile would have been. Chris's DNA was already on file because he's in the military, which I didn't realize they would have had. I didn't either. either. I wrote that down, too. I was like, huh. The envelope flap had Chris's DNA all over it. So he was licking all the envelopes and putting these letters, which were from her diary. So they figure he tore out these letters from her diary, put them in envelopes, which would explain why would two be to your husband? I don't know. Yeah. Why wouldn't one be to your children? Uh, yeah. Right. Because right? he is a narcissist. His DNA was all over the envelopes. One year after her death, Chris is finally arrested. They showed his... um mugshot and i wrote he looks like the bad guy from lazy town you know the child's show um, that lazy show town? is fucking freaky yes that show is horrifying but the bad evil guy from lazy town whatever With the eyebrows and, yes and the terrible mustache he looks like the guy from lazy town and i hated that show and i, I watch it with rachel all the time why was it even a show? And that girl with the purple wig or whatever. I don't know why it was and a show. And they did acrobatics. Oh, it was hideous. And it was weird. Horribly and they weird. were creepy. Super creepy. That's what he looked like. The lazy guy, lazy bad guy. And he wore that skin tight balls out outfit. The bad guy. I remember when it that was on TV. Pants and his balls were yes. all in your face. And I looked it up thinking, why on God's earth is this, this a, show? a show? It had to be foreign right from canada maybe sorry canadians we know you I like love it. paw patrol and we do love canadian Creek. i love shows. all ca- and we canadian love canadian shows but was that a but canadian? i don't feel like those balls tight pants maybe were foreign lazy town yeah it's an icelandic icelandic that's why series. i knew it was f- icelandic that balls out tight <laughs> pants. Look at uh, bad guy Lazy Town. That's what he looked like to me. Robbie Rotten. He's, yeah, Robbie Rotten. He's passed. The actor passed. He passed? He died. Robbie Rotten. No. Yeah. That's why I kind of feel bad, but he looked like it. Stefan Carl yeah. Stefansson. Oh. He died at age 43 from cancer. I know. He tried his best as Robbie Rotten. 
Yeah, that balls tight pants. Stefan Stephenson. Well, that's a terrible name. He couldn't help it. Look though. at how they look like a bad dream. Right, they're fucked. Faces and bodies look yeah. like what you have nightmares fucked. in claymation. And then he had a skin tight outfit on, and he always crept around and tiptoed around. But the other guy was scary too, and he yes, was supposed he was to be a the good guy hero. Who did fucking gymnastics everywhere and cartwheels, <laughs> and it was horrifying. <laughs> Kind of like Return to Oz. The if you know Return to Oz, when she goes there, they have the roller, the guys on the roller, the roller skates, and they have the mask. Did you ever see Return to Oz? The most fucked movie ever. Yeah, and ever? it's scary. Yeah. Well, the guards have the long arms, and they're like on all fours, and they have roller skates and a mask, and it's the most horrifying things I've ever seen. And they roll us, they roll around, and they scared Dorothy, and they were evil and horrifying. Yeah, that's. And they did weird cartwheels and things. Oh, no. Scary. Actually, he doesn't look scary in real life. And he was way too young to die. No. And he had four kids. Oh, sad. And it seems like people really liked him because they wrote things on Twitter that Mm. said they liked him. He does look cute. He scared me. He was scary as Robbie Rotten. Sorry. What they figure Chris did, though, Robbie Rotten Chris, <laughs> is that he told his friends at the bar that he was going to go call his wife, and they went, <laughs> <laughs> what he did was ran his ass to his car, drove home, shot his wife in the head as she slept like a dick, put the gun in her hand immediately, but did not put her finger on the trigger Put a true crime book in bed with her like she's reading a true crime book. She was reading Bad Blood or something like that. Yes. Then put her depression and pills her right depression next to her. Meds. As if we all sleep with our depression pills. We sleep with them in bed with us because Please. we need it. And all of the notes around the bed, even though she was still tucked in like she was sleeping like a dick. And he was, of course, guilty, thank God, sentenced to life in prison and without parole, I think. Sorry, not sorry. No. Total moron asshole. Then, Discharged from the military dishonorably. Yeah. Thank goodness. Then they ask Hook Hair, how yes. did you feel? And she actually said this. It was like, yay. Yep. No emotion. Yay. It was like, yay. Did she just say yay in her head? I mean, that yay. I, I just thought maybe it would have been right something more, a little more emotional. But it was like right. yay. Well, it was yay. Good for her. They said he was just greedy and yeah. wanted her life insurance, one hundred fifty thousand, of course, and didn't want to pay child support. No, nope. he didn't want to pay for, for getting the divorce. a divorce. No. no, he didn't want to do it. He just decided to shoot her in the yeah. head. As she slept, because that's what you do to your wife of 10 years. Much easier. And, mother of and your the children. mother of your children who are sleeping in the next right. room. Complete dick. Total And then fucker. leave them alone with a dead mother. Yes. To, for the, yep. to find, yep. possibly. Oh. Yep. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Terrible. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 1991 was a bad year for this family. Rest in peace. Dorothy. Dorothy and... We're yeah. sorry that you married such a total dick. And that you were so unhappy on earth. And 
Hope you found some peace. I know. It seemed like she really needed more for her depression well, than what she was right. getting. She did. I felt really thing. bad for her. I did. Yeah. Like I was like, she just had lost. To be, yeah. She didn't have a chance to express herself or live or do what she wanted to do. And maybe she wasn't on the right medication she just more. either. Yeah. yeah. She needed to get away from that. Exactly. Anyway, that is our show for you this All right. week. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Patreons. Thank you, listeners. Right. You Share can follow us. us some more. Yeah. Tell your friends. Write a review if you can. We would love to read them or give us a five-star review on whatever you listen to. I know I'm trying to figure out someone had problems on Stitcher or something with giving reviews. So I'm going to look that up. How to do that. I'm not sure. Um, and... Look at our Facebook page, our group, and join us and tell us what you think about all this. We post pictures and things from episodes and follow us on Instagram or Twitter and just tell us what you think. We'd love to talk with you. We'll for sure have to yes. post a picture of Hook. Hook here and Robbie Rotten Face. Ooh. I know. Anyway, have a wonderful um, whatever time it is you're listening and we'll be here next time. Thank yeah. you so much. Bye-bye. Bye.